All right, we're gonna have to do this. Do this the old fashioned way. Oh no! Like I said, bear with me here with the whole technology stuff. We are here with Ethan Shapiro for Changing the Climate, episode two. Thank you all for joining us today. Should be a very exciting episode with our, my good friend and associate I've known for many years. Mr. Bailey James Canning. Now, Bailey should be joining us in just one moment, but if you're here now, thank you for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. Again, my name is Ethan Shapiro. I am the host of Changing the Climate, and I am the climate change realtor, the only realtor in America who donates 50% of its profits to fight climate change. So we are going to be having an awesome show today, and it looks like Mr. Bailey James Canning, founder of Inbound Web Development, is joining us right now. Let's see. Can Bailey turn his camera on? And Bailey is here. Bailey James Canning. Thank you so much for joining us today on Changing the Climate. Are you all good with audio and video? Uh, yeah, I think so, man. Thanks Excellent. for having me. Really, really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, man. And uh, just so you guys know, last Saturday, I, uh, I was on Bailey's Business Talks podcast. So you might see some overlap if you watch both of those. But we had a really great time. I imagine, was that the, probably the longest conversation you'd had on that show thus far? Yeah, so far I've done like four interviews and I got to say that was probably the longest one. I don't know how much time it was, yeah. but it's probably around an hour, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I, I can chat as you guys can tell. But anyways, yeah, working on the intro, the technology, but we are here and we are live this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm here in my Cobalt Banker of Boulder studio in lovely Boulder, Colorado with Bailey James Canning and Bailey... Do you want to just give us a little background about who you are? I know me and you have been very close for quite a few years. You just want to give a little background to anyone who doesn't know us, or maybe they know us a little bit. Uh, yeah, so I guess um, you know, twenty-two-year-old living in Ringwood, New Jersey. Me and Ethan grew up in the same town. Um, you know, I went to Ramapo College in New Jersey, graduated with a marketing degree. Um, so ever since I've been working in the advertising industry, I worked in like New York City for a year. Uh, but now I work in ad agency in New Jersey. And then on the side, I have like my own uh, like web design freelance company called Inbound Web Development. And so far, both the full-time job and the side gig, I guess you would say, are going pretty well. Of course they are. Glad to hear it. So I love to, uh, love to throw it back to Bailey and I first met in, I want to say 2011, maybe? No, so that we graduated in two, so Bailey and I probably first met in 2009. We became friends in 2010. We, uh, in seventh grade, we were both uh, little dudes. We used to like to come into school wearing college shirts every single day. And um, on fr just so on Friday, we could have our casual Friday where we wear our t-shirts. So that was my first connection with Bailey Canning. We were both uh, young, suave individuals from the beginning. But um, yeah, I just want to put it out there right from the get-go. I'm extremely proud of Bailey. I've always admired his his mindset in general, he's extremely pragmatic. He, he kind of has a, a broad understanding for how things work and, and he has an idea of his position in the world. And I'm just extremely proud of everything he's accomplished in such a short period of time. He graduated from college in three years. He spent one year commuting. Was it to Newark, New Jersey for, for business? Yeah, school? It, was, it was like half a semester. Half I know it was semester. a full semester, but it wasn't very long. The man grinds is, is the point and what he's accomplished in such a short amount of time is truly incredible. So I really want to kind of get into that and we're going to 
kind of use this episode for a chance to talk about uh, kind of my, my background, mostly Bailey's as well, but we, we kind of have a very interconnected story. We keep in touch pretty frequently. Um, we spent a lot of time together, especially since university. So since about 2015, we've been really keeping up with each other well and watching each other's progress. And I, I personally think that Bailey has accomplished a lot more than I have up to this point, And it's very impressive. So, um, yeah, I think, do you want to just kind of talk about inbound a little bit and the, the, the origin story of that? Um, sure. Yeah. I guess like, you know, I really appreciate the kind of words for, uh, right. first of all, you know, I would definitely, you know, give you the same credit as well. You know, I'm really impressed with what you're doing. Um, I think maybe you're giving me a little too much credit, but no. I appreciate it nonetheless. Mm. Um, but yeah, I guess like after I graduated college, um, as many college students these days graduate, they have like a good amount of student loan debt. So then I was like, no, I don't want to be in debt just like on principle. So I was like, how can I get out of this as fast as possible? Um, fortunately, I, um, you know, when I was in college, I learned how to like build websites and like got into like web design and like digital marketing and stuff. So, um, you know, I guess I had like a skill to offer and there was like, you know, a lot of demand for that skill just because every business is these days needs a website. Um, it's basically like the storefront essentially. So yeah, I guess I just got it started doing it. I was like, you know, I mean, I guess it was scary. Like when you first start a business, like, you know, you got to file like the LLC paperwork. But then I was like, you know, I mean, if, even if it doesn't work out, like what's the downside? Like I just wasted some time, but like overall it would have been a good learning experience either way. So I just decided to go for it. And, you know, at first it was tough to get, you know, clients, no doubt. Um, mm -hmm. but ever since I would say probably like last year, been like consistently working on a client project and now I'm like busier than ever which is uh can sometimes be kind of daunting I guess but you know at this time very fortunate to be always working on something yeah so this was you started it was it January of 18 yeah I guess January like officially started but like you know that fall and like winter I was like working on like everything needed to like get it up so and so while you were still studying you were beginning to work on this this project no, I had, well, I guess, yeah, because I remember, like, I had started, I had the idea, like, my, maybe, like, last month or two of college, like, yeah. I would be not doing the work in college, I would just be, like, developing the website, like, in the back of the classroom. Um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's when it kind of started. But then, like, summer, I guess, for whatever reason, I don't really recall exactly, but didn't make as much progress. But then in the fall, I really kicked it in the gear, and ever since, it's been pretty much consistently working on it. Yeah, so Bailey, Bailey and I are, are similar in a couple of respects, I think our, our strongest similarities obviously come in work ethic, but just kind of the entrepreneurial spirit in general and a sort of skepticism to the traditional path. Obviously, Bailey has a, a fantastic uh, job he, where he works as an employee, but he hasn't let that hold him back from spending most of his weekends working on his, his project, his, his company where he owns it. And I just find that, um, that similarity interesting because obviously I studied entrepreneurship at the University of Colorado Boulder, but during class, I'm like Bailey. I would be thinking about what kind of business I could start, what ideas. I, actually, I would have a list on my iPhone. Like I really was interested in starting a, um, a company that like sorts the different sales at grocery stores so I could go on an app and like make all the put like my list together and just like stuff like that where it would give me the cheapest prices so here is Bailey sitting in business class kind of bored you know both we both agree that you can't really learn how to run a business in a classroom you need to be hands-on and actually really just just do it to learn and we'll get into the whole college talk later more but um yeah it's it's, it's cool it's cool to hear that someone who who doesn't just kind of take the a b c d e f he's think he's thinking about 
Z and W and W squared and trying to figure out uh, kind of how he can take what the knowledge that he has and the experience he has and kind of make something of himself for his own journey. So that's really cool. So do you want to tell us about where you work as an employee currently? Yeah, sure. So I work at the, um, the company ad agency called DSM located in Mawa, New Jersey. Yeah. Um, it's a really cool digital marketing agency. We have you know, a lot of awesome clients. Um, and I'm basically, my, my title there is the website marketing coordinator, but basically I help, I do all like the web design work for clients and like develop all the new websites. That's certainly like kind of like the pillar of all the marketing strategies we're running for them. But then like, I also have like my foot in like the marketing side of things as well on the digital side. So I'm always like helping out with like, like Facebook, Instagram, Google ad type campaigns and just like overall strategy. But it's a really cool job because not only do I get to like work on the marketing side of things and, you know, also, so there's like the business side of stuff, but then it's also like a creative part. So I'm working with like the creative team to like develop like the assets and stuff that's going to work to be like the overall design of the website. Yeah. So it's an awesome, it's been a really great learning experience to learn like kind of like both sides of like what it takes to make like, you know, a really high performing website. Definitely. Sorry. I'm, I'm just like a little paranoid. I want to make sure that we're actually live this week and we are, we are live. So that is great. Cool. Yeah. So obviously Bailey has a lot of background in marketing, which is probably one of the most uh, important skills you can have in the business world now, because without customers, you have no business. Obviously I know that very, very well. Um, so I'd like to talk, I kind of want to spend this podcast talking about just, I think, advice in general. I want to give Bailey a chance to talk more about his, his personal business and his experiences. But I think we have a, a kind of unique perspective when it comes to just growing up. Obviously, we, we've grown up in the digital age. We're not the first, but we're kind of like the second mini generation where Bailey and I are both Gen Z. So we've kind of grown up with iPhones and computers and stuff. And I think, I think it's fair to say, don't, don't let me speak for you, Bailey, but that we both kind of agree that the traditional go to school, get a job, work till you're 65 and retire is something that's just not for us at all. And the fact that we believe it's not for us doesn't mean that we believe it's for everyone as well. We, I think we both are confident that if you work hard, you can essentially accomplish whatever you want in the business world. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how, how we really want to structure this. I have a couple of things written down. I know Bailey, when I was spending my time after university traveling, I was re, uh, Bailey sent me the four hour work week book to read, which I found extremely impactful. Obviously, I was working on becoming like a digital nomad and I was never going to do it, be a traditional worker. I was going to live around the world and blah, 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 blah. But I ended up not being the, the career path I wanted to take. I wanted to be uh, face to face with people. But the... Um, the topics in the book really just explain how to work just differently and how, it, how you don't have to be in the office. I think it's more, more obvious than ever right now that you don't need to work in an office every day. If you can, you can just get creative with the way you're getting your work done, you can kind of have a lot more freedom and control your life. So I don't know how much of an introduction that do you want to kind of just explain your thoughts on just where, where, where do you see yourself going with, with everything that you've been doing recently? Um, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I don't really know. I guess I would just yeah. say, you know, I'm pretty much just like focused on like the moment, I suppose. Sure. Um, kind of just like following whatever interests me at this given time. Um, but who knows what the future holds, uh, yeah, especially totally. nowadays, things are definitely kind of, you know, who knows, but, um, 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, I definitely love marketing. I love advertising. I think it's really cool. I love, you know, creating cool websites for clients because it's like a huge mix of like all these different like liberal arts disciplines, especially like marketing as a whole. Like you need to know like psychology. You need to be like, um, like well-read. So like just like make connections. Um, kind of got to be able to be very technical these days, like set up these ads or create a website. Um, but yeah, in terms of what the future holds, I really don't know, I guess. I really don't spend too much time thinking maybe like a year or two, three out, I guess. But like, you know, five, 10, 15 years down the line, um, you know, I really don't know what I would, I will be doing quite honestly, but I'm really not also that concerned about it. I'm just, no. you know, just we're definitely the different flow at the moment. We're definitely different in that respect. Okay. So let's talk, let's talk about the process of getting your, your first client then. So Bailey has this business inbound web development. He creates websites for people for getting leads, which is extremely important. I could use that as well. I actually just created my own website. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, Bailey was helping me with that as well. Um, so you get out of college and you get a job, right? Before, or did, before you started the business or was it kind of all ongoing at the same time? Um, so I got out of college. I did like a month of traveling. Um, I had, when I was in college, I had an internship at the company I work at now, DSM. Um, so then I had that internship during the summer as well. Uh, I was hopeful it would turn into a full-time job going into the fall, but it didn't. So then I worked for a year at a, um, ad agency in Manhattan. And then after a year of working there, I, um, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to actually get a job offer, uh, long story short at DSM. So yeah, it's just kind of been like weird how things work out, um, in that way, I guess. But yeah, yeah I've been, I've been working, you know, consistently ever since in one way, ever since college ended. Okay. So you, you, I'd like to, to talk to tell people a bit about how you manage to go from having no business at all, you know, obviously you have business knowledge, you have some, you have extensive experience in marketing to having a business. Now you have several clients. So I, I want to, I want people to realize that in the beginning you can have nothing, but if you keep working, like you have every single day, every single weekend, you're now up to the point. How many clients do you have currently? Is it three? Um, well, currently it's like five at the moment, five. but all these projects are kind of like, you know, different stages waiting on things like, but yeah, kind of, it's a lot to juggle right now, but hopefully like soon, I believe some will be like finished in, in so. January of 2019. I'm sitting in an airport, you know, completely don't know what I'm doing. Like trying to figure out my life. Bailey's like, yeah, man, I got my first, my first big client or like my second, I've got this really big, big account. He's going from making websites for a couple hundred dollars to a couple thousand dollars. And I want people to really understand the power of, of work, of course, but of, of compounding growth. When you start a business, you start from nothing. I call it, you know, you kind of start jogging and then you, and you get up to a run. And then once you're, once you're in full stride, you got your pace going, you know, it just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. So, so can you just kind of give us a run through of, of the be very beginning of the business for the first year and how it went? Yeah, sure. So I think to like your point, I think you're like exactly right with like just the hard work. There's like that famous Thomas Jefferson quote that's always really resonated with me where he goes like, you know, I'm a big believer in luck and I find the more, the harder and harder I work, the more luck I seem to have. So I feel like it's kind of, if you constantly put yourself out there and you work hard, like eventually just like, you know, you're going to get like a lucky break. I, I'm a big believer in that. Um, it's about kind of yeah, like increasing the odds, right? So if like the harder you work, if you start out a one out of 10 and then you keep working and gets down to a one out of five, you know, you keep shooting, you keep shooting, you keep shooting. Eventually you're going to make a hit. Yeah. It's just like something with like cold calling, like for example, it's just like a numbers game. Like eventually you're going to find someone who's interested in what you're selling, for example. Is um, that how you began? 
No, that's not how I began. I actually did land a client um, that I'm currently working with through cold calling. You know, just like yeah. when yeah. I was like, it would be cool to make like an architecture website. I thought, so then I just Googled architects in New Jersey, found this website that needs to be redesigned. Phone number was like on the website, picked it, dialed the phone number, called them. Then we got to talking, set up a meeting. And then after that, kind of like agreed on the project. But yeah, I guess like the first client um, I worked for, like, I don't want to get into like too specifically these, like the businesses um, necessarily, but sure. it was like this furniture manufacturer in Oakland, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And essentially they build like custom office furniture for offices. They also do like healthcare and other types of furniture. Um, so yeah, it was like, it was like right after, uh, I guess like my internship ended at DSM. And then I was like, you know, kind of looking for a job. It took me like a month to find a job in New York city, but then I needed, you know, to make some cash on the side. Uh, in the meantime, I've just always been working pretty much ever since college. Um, so then, yeah, we, we got to talking. I guess I probably wasn't the best uh, furniture mover. How did you contact but, them? Did they, they didn't contact you, obviously. So I got the job through my friend, Justin Anderson, who we both know. He was working there during the summer. Shout out, Justin then, Anderson. Shout out, Justin. And then he uh, left uh, to go to college, I guess, in the fall. So then I kind of just, you know, he like preferred me. I took his spot. And, um, you know, I would just talk to the owner and he'd be like, oh, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm like marketing major. Know how to make websites and then he was like oh like i could use a website and then uh-huh. that was like the first project so that was cool and then that was like before i like you know started like the llc that was kind of just like you know on the side like mm-hmm. that was like my first experience although i didn't know this was something i might want to do for the most part um so that worked out and so after that i was like all right i think this is like totally viable because i did have like some experience at that point you know working for like a client by myself so then i created the um you know like the website made like facebook and then you know, launched a business, I guess. Then, you know, of course, you like promoted it on like Facebook. And then funny enough, the second client I got was for like this, uh, like mental health building company and um, located in like Bergen County, New Jersey. And the owner is like a friend of my mom's. And like my mom just like shared the Facebook post I made when I first created the business. And then mm-hmm. my mom's friend just like commented and was like, oh, like maybe you can help me out. So then that's how I got that project. Yeah. Then- so that's this just goes to show that the key is for getting started, can you really need to rely on your sphere of influence? So, so obviously with real estate, it's all about building relationships with people and networking to get your first client. So they really say, one of the first things they say when you get started in real estate is contact everyone, you know, and let them know you're in real estate. So your mom shared a post on Facebook, got you your second client anyways. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree with what you're saying. It's like, you know, I'm totally about like the digital marketing stuff, but like at the end of the day, it is all about like relationships and like networking and like, mm-hmm. you know, the more people you know, and the more people that know what you do, I mean, it's never a bad Well, now thing. you're also, you have credibility because you've now done two projects. You can probably send them links to show, to see what your work is like. And they'll be like, oh, this guy's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So then funny enough, then like the one office furniture uh, dealer that I worked for, he referred me to one of his friends yep. that led to another project. Then, um, you know, I called up, a local architect and he's a super nice guy. We talked to him then. Um, so I'm working on that website now. It's pretty much done, but then he already told me like he might have another referral for me. So it's just like, you know, cause these business people that you work for know other business people who of might need a website. They do. And if they, they're one of their business friends comes to them and like, yo, I love your website. How'd you like make it? And you're like, Oh, like this kid made it for me. Yeah. It's kind of like a natural. And that's been really um, helpful just cause like when that happens or a referral, you really don't need to even like sell yourself as much that potential client because you've already got just like a you know you've already been like pre-qualified in a way by someone they trust yeah i'd really like to use this episode for anyone who's watching it to really encourage them if they have a business idea or something that they're really interested in the key is if you want to work hard for it it's something that you'll enjoy doing 
I think you should really go for it. I want to use the analogy kind of, of building a fire. So you go and you, you know, you get, you get the, the paper and you get the kindling and then you put, you put stuff on then all right, you, you try really hard to make a light and you light the fire. Right. And it, and it starts burning a little bit, burning a little bit. He's got his first client. Right. And then his other, and then this connects you to another client. You throw another piece of wood on. And then as, as you put more and more clients into that fire, the word spreads, the fire gets hotter, it gets bigger and bigger. I'm not how, sure how fantastic this analogy was. I had it in my head, but um, makes sense to me, man. It, everything compounds on itself. You know, I think I might've even said this in our, in our podcast last week that it was a quote, some quote by Einstein. Did I say it in the podcast about how compound interest is like the eighth yeah, wonder of the world? That. It's, it's so true though, because when, when you work, the work that you did, if you do it correctly, will, will keep working for you. I don't, I don't know if I'm wording it correctly. It makes sense, but um, like, it's not, it's not, it's not for naught. At the very least, you'll, you'll learn something from the work. So Bailey's talking about, he had a connection through a friend that got him a job and the job got him a client. And then he decided, Oh, I had a good time with this. I think I could do this. And then he had his mom's friend connect him. And then his mom's friend has connected him with someone else. And that person connect him with someone else. So while, while you're running on the hamster wheel in the beginning, you're starting a business, you want to sell, you want to sell tortilla chips, or you want to sell web services, or you want to sell um, consulting. If you just, um, if you just work hard and do, do everything you need to, and just assume it's going to, it's going to work out that they always say your first deal is your hardest real estate investing, real yeah, estate sales, 100%. web development. It's always your first deal is your hardest. So this is, so that was your third client and that was back in the end of 2019 or in the middle. I want to say, I guess it was sometime in like the middle. Yeah. So now we're, now we're in 2020. You've, you've had two more clients. Those all three of those projects I imagine are completed now, right? Um, yeah, pretty much for the most part. Yeah. So now you've got, you've got five more people then, or is it your fifth? You kind of have a bunch well, of stuff going on. I guess on. I just like, yeah, just like a bunch of stuff going on, but like, you know, for example, helping my cousin who owns an architecture firm in San Diego, but like this week, help him set up like some Google and Facebook ads and created like a, um, like a lead magnet, which is like a free offer. So someone who's like interested in like an architecture project will download this um, like free ebook. Essentially, it's like mm -hmm. mapping out the entire architecture process. And my cousin did a really great job with it. Um, but then, you know, you can have this great piece of like, you know, content to give to people, but it's all about like the marketing side to like connect the content and the offer with like the audience that's actually interested in it. Um, at the end of the day, I feel like that's like all marketing essentially. So that's where the Google and Facebook ads come in. And um, my cousin's also got like a lot of great content for like videos of his projects and like the houses he's designing out in California. So, um, so it's been a fun project definitely. And um, yeah, it's really cool. And it was a quick turnaround, but um, everything's pretty much up and running at this point. So cool. All right. So I want to transition a little bit. So, so a, a big reason why I'm, I'm very impressed with you and I gave you that uh, outstanding introduction earlier. I want to talk about kind of the trap that people fall into when it comes to college. Is that fair? Because what you've, you've done is you graduated in three years. I don't know anyone who's done. I graduated in three and a half. And we'll talk about why that is uh, in a moment. But so, so most, I, I know uh, some, I, so I, I shout out Kevin Barros. We were talking, I was talking to Kevin Barros yesterday. And he said that at Ramapo, same college that Bailey went to, that the average graduating time for someone in bio is now like five and a half years. So Kevin, Kevin's, Kevin's going to be done soon, but he's, he's in classes with fifth year seniors at college. 
And we talked about this. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of overlap with Bailey's podcast, but we talked about college is, is outrageously expensive now. It, we, everyone agrees it's extremely expensive. But what, what is so important, what people don't understand is when you're 16, 17, 18, when you're applying for these schools, you don't understand what money is. They, it's almost like it's criminal what's going on with universities. So that's why I'm so proud of Bailey for getting out quickly. And he's obviously prioritized paying back his loans. He's, we have tens of thousands of dollars worth of loans to pay off. When you're 18 and you see videos and watch movies or like TV shows like Blue Mountain State, where you see people getting hammered and doing lots of drugs and having fun and stuff, you're like, oh, I want to go to college. I want to go to college. But the point of college is to educate you for the real world. But we're not, we're not, the, at least, this is just an opinion, obviously. The value that we're receiving from university, I don't think equates equally to the amount we're spending. If you think about it with the return on investment, if you're putting in, for example, $200,000 to go to the University of Colorado Boulder, what's your return on investment? Are you getting $200,000 back in the first five years? So I think something I did well, something Bailey did even better is looking at, it's called the degree audit at CU. I'm not sure. Is it called the same thing at Ramapo? Well, what, what's the degree audit? So this is a, a program that tells you what classes you need to take, how many credits you need to graduate. We need, I think we need to teach people how to use this because, and you need to also, another thing you need to go into the guidance counselor's office and argue with them. And they say, oh, that class is not offered this semester. You say, I don't care. I'm not paying an extra $30,000 next semester to take one class. And then I'm going to mess around in a lab or a, a, a literature course that I don't need to take. You're, you need to, people need to realize people, I know I've, I've, I've gone, sorry, I'm going off on a little rant here. I didn't That's all good, it. man. I'm enjoying um, it. Yeah. I mean, just cause Bailey's such a great example. He did it in three years. He switched schools. He went to a really hard business school and then he went back to Rampo and he finished it up. Is it, did you finish early because you went to the, uh, the Newark school or is it unrelated? Um, so I guess like looking back now, like the big reason why is I went into college already like a semester ahead just cause of like so many AP credits from high yeah. school. So that was helpful. Um, yeah, I guess actually I think like the, um, like the Rutgers experience actually like, um, not Rutgers. all my credits transferred over. So that actually kind of like, I don't, I think I still would have been able to graduate the same amount of time, but like my last semester, if I hadn't done that, I probably wouldn't have had to take as many classes. Um, like I would just always like overload on classes and at Rampo was easier. I got to admit, cause they have, they run run on a four credit system not like a three credit system like most classes so i guess time wise it's all the same because each credit is supposed to be like x amount of time per like week in a class i believe but um yeah so it's just easier to take like five classes 20 credits you know a semester um as opposed to you know normally a student would have to take like five credits i mean five classes anyway just as like standard at a three credit school mm -hmm. so the system was a little helpful but i would always you know overload on classes each semester i would be taking summer and like winter classes so there's always like a quick turnaround um but i would say like the big you know turning point to me if like i look back at my college experience was well i went into um college as a history major at first right out of college i mean right out of high school because that was just what i was interested in i didn't really know necessarily what i wanted to do um, like who does? I mean, I was also like always a year younger in school. So I had like a whole less year to think about this because I was like 17 entering college. Um, I turned like 18 that September. But um, yeah, I would say like after like a month, it was like I pretty clear I didn't want to like go through with this history stuff. I was always like a little 
on the side of it, but it was just easier to like get into schools because, you know, I had this, you know, I had, if you look at my high school record, I guess, like my grades and like history were pretty good. So it's just easier to get into like the humanities schools at all these colleges. Um, if I had applied to like the business schools right out, I'm not sure if it would have turned out the same. But then I decided I wanted to move into the business school. So then after my first semester, I believe I transferred over. Um, but then I was still taking just some like general gen eds, but then that got me thinking like now that I'm like a business major, maybe I should like transfer to a different school. So obviously like Rutgers would be like the top like public, you know, business school, I would say in New Jersey, it's like, you know, very yeah. well esteemed nationally. Um, it's like a top 50 business school, but I went there and one thing I would say about Rampo that I liked was like the classes were very small. So it was always like 20, 30 people. I feel like you can just learn a lot more in that environment, at least for me. Um, but I would go to these big like auditoriums in like, you know, Rutgers Newark of like 300 kids. And, you know, I just felt like I wasn't really learning them. I felt like it was like very much like the same experience that I was, that I was getting at Ramapo essentially, except, um, you know, I was commuting like an hour and a half a day and like just really wasn't for me. But then that's kind of like when it really seemed to dawn on me that like, you know, I'm just, just, just at this like big business school that's so well esteemed, but then this like smaller school is like, I'm getting like. I'm probably learning more at the smaller school. So that kind of like, I mean, thinking yeah. that this is like, all just like, it's really just all like marketing at this point. Like oh, it's all like product it, people are selling you. It's like, so there's really no material yeah. difference here. If you're, if you're at a quality institution, CU, Rutgers, University of Pennsylvania, like the, the level of education is not going to vary too much. Obviously a, a good professor can make all the difference in the world. And I'm excited to have some of my professors come on this show and kind of talk about the classes that I went in. But again, I want to bring it back. I, we, I really think, of course, I think financial education is so important and I think it should be required more so than what we had in high school. But I think it's so important for someone who's gone through the college experience to teach someone who's about to do it. You don't, you're playing with fire when you're an 18 year old going into school drinking every day like i'm not gonna bag on you for having a good time in college but every yeah, that's the time second, to do it. yeah every class you're in you're paying for it. you're paying so much money and the point of it is to be is to get a return on investment is to learn something and acquire a skill so if you can go to a, a local school and save a bit more money it might be the right thing to do yes you might want to pay for the experience but i really want to hammer down this point that not only do you, number one, want to plan your courses and your degrees, you want to have a schedule for how many credits you can get. If you don't know what you're going to do, take general education courses in the beginning that will work for every degree. Don't you agree with that, right, Bailey? Yeah, That's, 100%. So history probably is applicable to every single degree in some way, those, those courses you took your first semester, right? Yeah, they all counted towards like me graduating. Right. And really make a plan and I think it's so important to look at your loans and finances. I didn't really start looking until the end of my third year when I was, or, or was it my yeah, same year, year pretty much. Yeah. To the end of my third year. And I'm like, holy moly, I owe like blah, 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 thousand dollars. Yeah. So, I remember it was like a big eye opener. I'm like, yeah, like, I've so, never even had anywhere close to this amount of money in my life. And now I got to no, pay all this back. Like, no, it's really something important. So and plus we, the we, interest rate, it's oh, not just God. like the money you owe you I mean, just, and it compounds like daily. Yeah, it's the just the tip of the iceberg here. Cool. All right, so that that's that's enough about college. Um, so you don't you don't have a a big plan. You're just kind of figuring out as you go, hey. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I, I'm really interested in business. I think I'll, I will be in business in some sense. Um, 
you know, for a while at least. Um, you know, because business, you know, it's just so open-ended. Like, you know, if you're interested in like sports, like there's like a business opportunity in there. If you're interested in like video games, there's like business opportunities there. So yeah. it's, I think it's just like super open-ended. And now with like the internet, you know, you can do like anything practically. Yeah. So, so, so when it comes to changing the climate, what I want to highlight about Bailey is that he has gone through he's he went to school he went to college he's obviously he's a little bit faster he's he's a sharp guy he figured his stuff out but he's he kind of highlights a great example of an American entrepreneur someone who who doesn't who who has an idea of how they want to do things has this education and is taking it and kind of using his expertise to make a name for himself so he I don't, you're not someone looking to, to climb the corporate ladder your whole life, I imagine, right? Obviously, you have inbound web development. That, that's, is, is, am, I, am, I, am I right to say that that's more like kind of where you want to move towards in the future? It would be more, more interested in, in, a, in a position in a larger corporation. Yeah, I would say I would definitely, I mean, I'll be open to um, both, honestly, you know, because sure. I think um, that's cool. if you could work at a higher up position, like a cool startup, maybe that'd be cool. Like, I mean, if you could have gotten like a, chief marketing officer role at like you know um just like name it like any startup like at like under armor for example when it was first coming up like that would be cool or like you know playstation yeah. for example so those would be cool jobs and it's tough to you know I feel like with the entrepreneurship stuff you can like totally do whatever like you want and like make a living for yourself and like you know make money and then and like maybe even like be on your own and like keep it lean if that's what you want but mm-hmm. i feel like at the same time if you really want to you can also if you want to be a bit like a part of something like bigger and like different and like something that like maybe you believe can change the world like sometimes like the only way to do that is to you know be in a big company for example um i think the the key with you is you don't have to pick and you don't have to be steve jobs broke but about become will become one of the most wealthy. you don't have to be broke working out of your mom's garage broke not making any money putting your, your all your time and effort into this thing you can get experience and use it to create something for yourself and, and do two things at once. And when you're, if you scrap while you're young, like you're doing, you're working, you work 40 hours a week, right? Am I correct? Yeah, for the most And part. on the weekends, he has this project that your clients, the, 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 I get the feeling that they, there's no really, there's no rush on the projects, right? They want the best thing, the best um, results, right? So do, what's the typic, typical turnaround from, from consultation call to final conclusive project delivery usually, or is it kind of all over the place? Yeah, it definitely depends a lot on the project. Um, I work a lot of like, you know, obviously I work like most nights and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Try not to work more than like 60, 65 hours a week just because, I mean, number one, I feel like you definitely need to like step back and like, Gotta. you know, enjoy life. So you can mm-hmm. be fresher when you do go to work. Um, but also there's like a lot of like studies that like seem to indicate that like once you pass like that 60, 65 hour threshold, like you're not even that productive anyway. So yeah. Um, yeah, I would say like generally, ideally, I mean, it really depends on the project. So I can't, you know, give a That's you know, general That's of thumb, but I would say like ideally like three months between like turnaround, you know, yeah. strategy session, design phase, development phase, and like launch the website. So three, four months, I would say is That's cool. ideal, but it also depends on like a lot of, a lot of different factors. So there's this opportunity to build yourself up and build up an, an entity that's connected to you, build your own company. And you don't have to, you don't have to be the poor entrepreneur like me, <laughs> who's just, you know, diving head deep into one specialized business. You can 
develop your skills, work a traditional job, and also create your own side project. And that, and there's so many Americans all around the country doing this. And this is the kind of movement that I really want to support. And I think is great is, is making a name for yourself in, in multiple ways and taking control of your own life. And then of course, what I love about Bailey, he said, you know, some, some of you might be like gaping mouth open 65 hours a week. It's not that much work. I mean, you look at it, I'm 23, Bailey's 22 years old. We do this for 10 years. We do this for three years. We do this for five years. We're going to be three years, five years, 10 years ahead of anyone else who's just bumming it out and doing nothing. So I think him and I, Bailey and I both really believe in working hard while you're you're young, gaining a lot of knowledge, gaining a lot of experience. Of course, the number one, making connections with people and just seeing where it goes for the rest of his life. Bailey, obviously, I have crazy 10, 20, 30, 40 year plans. Bailey's a little more, more in the moment kind of figuring out and that's okay too. But the point is he's putting in the work today and that's what I want to make. So, so I really want to highlight that. I don't know. I've, I've gotten pretty excited on this podcast today about, about Bailey because well, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah, if it's all warranted though. I got to say you're welcome. I mean, that's, that's what anyone should say when they get praise, but I, yeah, if we want to make change in the world, we're going to have to work hard. And I'm not saying you have to work like Gary V or Jocko Willink, like you don't have to get up at 5 a.m. and grind all day long, but you can work out a schedule. Is it 48 hours? Is it 55? Whatever works yeah. for you. And you'll see, you know, just give it a try. Just give, just, just give more than what others do a try. And you'll see if you do it for three months, two months, one month, you'll really start to see the results and, and feel better. Is this, in my face, is it fair to say this is probably like the most energized you felt in your life up to this point, I'm imagining? Yeah, I would say it's like fair. You know, I feel like I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm super like, you know, like rah, rah, like, you know. Yeah, your but you're doing extrovert, it every but like, week. I've got energy, yeah. But I mean, I think to your point, going back to like hard work, um, you know, it's something like I just enjoy doing. So if I like woke up on a Saturday morning and just like sat down and played video games, I'd be like, no, I don't like, I can't be doing this right now. I need to like work. That's what I want yeah. to do. Um, so it's really never felt that way to me in a weird way, if that makes sense. Cause I, I mean, I do like it. So I don't think I would be able to work this way if I didn't. Um, but then there's always like the extreme example of like Elon Musk. He's working like 120 hours a week and you're like, all right, well, if that dude's doing that and he's been doing it since like, he was like even younger than me probably with like how he started PayPal, um, in, like the nineties. Yeah. It's like, if Elon Musk can do that, why can I do like half that, you know, like, totally. like a minimum. And I would say like Gary Vee kind of talks about this all the time, how there's like 24 hours in a day. You need like, like he would say like you only need like six hours of sleep. I try to get like seven and like eight on the weekends because I think sleep is super important. Uh-huh. Um, and if I did not sleep as much as I try to, um, I don't think I would be able to keep this up over the long term. But then he's, he always talks about like, even if you sleep like 16, if you sleep eight hours a day, that means you have 16 hours. Even if you have a, a full-time job, that's 40 hours a week, it's another eight hours. But then you've got eight hours to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. and like it, it's up to you if you want to spend that time productively or if you want to spend that time um just like hanging out with your friends and i don't think there's a right or wrong answer for anyone because i think overall the goal is just to be happy with what you're doing so if um like, i mean if you want to play video games for like three hours like go ahead if that makes you happy like sure yeah. that's awesome um but yeah i've just always um i think it's important to have like a long-term schedule in place just so you don't get like burnt out over the long run so well i still work a lot you know i still have time to like you know maybe watch some Netflix for like last half hour, hour of the day or watch some YouTube or you know, mm-hmm. play a video game. So I've definitely built in like a lot of work into the schedule, but I try to be focused on like 
just like this book by um cal newport he's like this mit i don't know if you're familiar with him but he's like this mit I write down professor maybe i don't know but he's a really smart dude and he also talks about like deep work how like it takes like it takes like a half hour it's like to begin with to um to even get into the state where you're fully focused on work and then it takes like an hour and a half, two hours, maybe even three hours. And that's like really like get in and like make the big breakthroughs in your work. Yeah. So what that means like for like me at least is like no phone, um, like no distractions, can't be like watching TV in the background. Like you just got to focus. And I feel like that's how if I am able to be kind of productive in like the time I have for the side business, um, I would say like that's the big reason. It's just like focusing on like deep work, being able yeah. to be more productive, like tuning out distractions. Like when I'm working, like I'm working. When I'm like hanging out, like I'm hanging out. But like, try to be very in the moment in that sense. Cool. That's really cool. Can you, can you talk about some resources that have had a big impact on you? I know you and I both, obviously last week we talked about how we have the world's greatest, most extensive encyclopedia ever existed at our fingertips. We literally have access to any information we could ever want. Can you talk about some books or programs that have had a really profound impact on your life that you could recommend? Um, yeah, so I would say the first book that had a big impact on me was uh, my first semester of college. I read the Walter Isaacson biography on Steve Jobs. And I've always been like a big fan of Apple. I remember I would watch like those keynote presentations he would do, like introducing like the new iPod in like 2005, 2006. And I remember being like, why am I even watching? Like looking back, I'm like, why was I even watching this? Like this is a little like a weird thing for like a 12 year old to be watching, I suppose. Because it's cool. I was just, yeah, he was cool. Well, he was very captivating in like the way he was like presenting everything. Um, but he truly like believed in the product you could tell, which is kind of like unusual, I guess, for, you know, maybe, you know, some companies are maybe just trying to like sell you something like, like he truly believed that like what he was offering, like was going to change the world, like help people be like more creative. So I would say just like getting into like his mindset, cause it really talks about how he, um, like his mindset, especially early on, how he was kind of like, you know, like a bit of lost, I guess you could say how he was just like in college, he dropped out, um, then eventually just had this idea of Apple and went for it. So I think that made that book really made a huge impact on me. Uh, I've read it a few times actually, which is like very rare for me. I usually don't revisit a book once I've read it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I'm a big fan of biographies. I love to read a biography and get inside like someone's who's like super successful's head. You've been um, reading Walter, biographies for years, probably since, Isaac, since seventh grade, right? Before. Well, so, supposedly. Well, I, I started consistently reading like in college, I would say that's okay. what I've always had Same. Like, yeah, a book yeah, yeah. to read. Um, yeah, I've read like biographies on like, um, like Steve Jobs, like Da Vinci, Einstein, um, like Churchill, and they're always I'm always walking away from these books like this is just awesome. Yeah. Um, so I'd say like those types of books are really really cool because the Josie like they're just normal people and stuff like that. Like yeah. Da Vinci would like start projects and like never finish them, and he was just like, well, this you know, is th- this is one of the reasons why I love talking to you because you you once you read someone's biography, the point of them or is are there, is it biography or autobiography typically that you read? I typically read a biography. So I feel like Whatever. autobiography is going to be like a little biased, you know? Sure. So but when, once you get this information, your brain processes it, you, we're able to not just get all this information from the internet. It's like, uh, we don't want to be too, too nerdy out on everyone right now. But reading is so powerful because you're literally like the Matrix when Neo is like, I know Kung Fu. Yeah. Like, I know Winston Churchill, like you, you, you have, you know, totally. the psychology of, of how they were thinking. So when I'm able to talk to Bailey, I'm getting Churchill and, and jobs all mixed into this Ringwood, Ringwood brought up guy. And we can have these awesome conversations about anything because we have all this information. We're guys, we're so, so blessed with information at this point in, yeah. in the world. 
Well, what got me into reading was um, like Mark Zuckerberg always does this uh, like New Year's resolution challenge. I don't know if he still does, but he used to. And one of his was like, I'm just going to read a book. He had like some number, I think he said, or like a num- every book like per two weeks. Mm-hmm. And like his rationale for it was like, one, if you like, he, he believed at that point, at least that like, if you read a book, that's like the number one on a subject, that's like the number one way to like quickly get up to speed on it and sure. essentially become like an expert compared to like the general population. Like if you read one book on like the American revolution, for example, you probably know more right there than just like the average citizen, I would beyond, say. Beyond a doubt. Um, yeah. So just like a superficial way, if there's ever something like if I want to learn, you know, about like, uh, like how airplanes fly. I just read a book on airplanes and mm-hmm. I'm like, boom, like I know this now. Yeah. Um, not that I've done that, but like, it's no, an idea. No worries. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just a quick way to get up to speed on the topic. It um, is a quick way that people don't realize it does yeah. take effort, but we're talking about two to three weeks later, you know, more than 99% of people. Like, how would you like to know more than 99% of, of people about how to lift weights, how to make friends? how to start a business. Like it's the resources are there. You just have to put in again, it comes back to just putting in the work. It's not going to take that long guys. And the internet's great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I love the internet, Oh yeah. but like still a book is going to give you more than just like reading like 10, 15 different articles on the same topic, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I'm a big fan of reading. I find it relaxing. I have a Kindle and that's been a huge help just because like the the backlit, Um, you don't find it relaxing. I like Uh, to, yes and no. Uh, I read is, at the end of the work. day. That's like my wind down. It's like, still work. Read a book. I think we all know what I find most relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on nice what kind of book you're reading. Some books like are pretty complex where I got to like really think about it. Um, some books are just more like general to like chill out and read. Yeah. Um, so I would say that, yeah, that book was big on me. Um, yeah, I would say I read the book. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs talk about this book as well, but like The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand. I read that book and that book was like, it's a fiction book and that's the only fiction book I've read since um I want to say high school probably like I'm not Jackson a big like fiction reader Harry Potter um I don't read fiction either by the way yeah just yeah. like because I, I feel like and I don't think there's anything wrong with fiction it's just no. like a form of entertainment but like sure. this like a type of that type of entertainment like story driven I would just rather get from like a video game or movie or Netflix show too but, many options hey yeah there are, it's just a different way I believe at the end of the day for like a creative person to tell their story it's just like a different medium that they choose. Yeah, but yeah, that book was really cool. I mean, it's a big, long book, so Fountain. I can't really Fountain. summarize it here. But essentially, just talks about how and like if, it was interesting because I feel like sh- like this fictional representation was able to like teach you things like intuitively that like you wouldn't have been able to learn necessarily from just like someone telling you in like a nonfiction book, like laying out the logical case. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So it was just cool because like this, like the story, and I'm not saying like I endorse everything about it. I think it's like kept over a little simple to fit like the narrative but like i feel like it's kind of necessary but it's a cool book just because um you know it talks about how like this um this architect uh he's like ostracized from society because he's like had like these original designs but he and his life would have been so much easier if he had just you know conformed and like worked for a firm but he decided he was not gonna he was like i'd rather die essentially than conform and like do what everyone else is doing so to each his own path and then there's like different characters who's like take like different routes and you can see how it like doesn't work out for them in the end of the book. And it's just cool because it shows you that like you're able to like pick out how other it's like a very interesting like psychological book and how you can see like you start to see like it like just in your everyday like worldview, yeah. I guess. So that was a really, really opening book I read last last year, I believe. So obviously Bailey and I are young. We uh, plan to be successful. We work hard, but don't take it from us. You don't have to take all our advice. I'm currently reading Principles of Life and Work 
by Ray Dalio. Yeah, and that's I on can, my list now after you told me I, yeah, about it. Yeah, oh, you're, you're going to love it. And I cannot recommend this book enough. All right, takeaway. I might just make this a clip right now, just like of, of the podcast. If you're going to take anything away from this podcast about working hard, being successful, Ray Dalio, the most successful hedge fund manager in the world. If you know, don't know what a hedge fund is, look it up. I don't really know too much what hedge fund is either. I, I, I get it. But They've got a lot of money. Yeah, they make, they make they money. They manage money. money. He's the most successful hedge fund manager in the world. And he has gone through, he's now reached his 70s and he's retired from, from managing the company. And what he's doing is he's teaching people how to be successful. Sure, there's Tony Robbins, there's, there's Tim Ferry, there's, lot, there's lots of coaches and gurus and stuff. And Gary Vee, we talked about, Jocko, I talked about, there's people who will teach you to be successful. This book, Ray has created principles, meaning um, do this to get this, or you should do this if you want this. He's written it down extremely plain English, easy to understand. And the whole book's like 800, 800 pages, like 150 of it is his like biography or autobiography. And then about, so the, I'm in the middle of work principles, which is explaining you how, how to run an idea meritocracy, which is what uh, Bridgewater is. But you don't even have to read that. Just read life principles. It just gives you principles, just um, max, maxims on how to be successful in life. If you were to just take of the, let's say there's 20 and you just get three and you just really believe them and use them or use them to your own accord, whatever, you, it, it's going to teach you a lot. And I'll make it even easier for you guys. As I said on Bailey's podcast last week, he has a video. Just type in Ray Dalio principles. He also has a video explaining the economy, which would be very valuable for people to learn right now with everything that's going on. It literally explains, we don't want to get into to modern, um, contemporary politics. It explains why, it explains a lot of the reasons why there's rioting and there's a huge wealth uh, inequality gap. The, the, um, the, the economic machine video I would recommend as well. But he has a, a video summarizing his book about principles of life and work. And it just, it'll, say similar things to what Bailey and I have said on this podcast today about working hard, about um, believing in yourself and your mindset. And there's this, he has this idea where you, you try for something, you fail, you learn, you fix, and you try again and you keep looping up and up and up. So I'll, I'll leave that for you guys. But if they take anything away from this podcast, if you don't believe two young entrepreneurs about how to be successful, take it from someone who literally has, has managed like the most like money for anyone in the world successfully. So Ray Dalio principles, I'll say it again, highly recommended. Cool. So we've been about an hour here. I just want to kind of wrap this up. Is it cool Bailey? If I pull up your website so people can see what it looks like. Yeah, go for it if you want to. Cool. So we're going to, uh, we're going to take a look at Bailey's website right now because this is kind of a, a preview of, of what kind of the work he would do for you. So this is, this is, is there anything you'd want? Oh, is it, there we go. So yeah, all made by Bailey. And then Bailey has made websites for other people as well. Let's see his pretty face. There he is. The uh, founder, digital marketing consultant. Yeah. No, I didn't even know it was a founder. <laughs> Maybe I yeah. should change well, that. you're the founder. Our mission is to help New Jersey small businesses grow. So if you are in New Jersey and you're watching this, you have a small business, you need a website, you want it to look as beautiful as this one. I mean, guys, this is beautiful website right here. Oh, and then you got the research, the design. Very, very cool. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate it. It's a pretty like standard, just um, oh, yeah, like sort of format I followed in terms of like, you know, there's like a headline image that like talks about like your main value proposition, then some past clients logos I've worked with for like social proof, then quick about so people know 
um, what it is that you do. And then there's like some certification icons that I've taken through Digital Marketer, which is like this highly acclaimed marketing training company um, for like more social proof. And then there's like a quick outline of the process and then um, case studies for people. They always want to see your work. So it makes sense to go there. Um, and then see, I don't know why that's happening. It's uh, just cause I'm on zoom. Okay. Well. And then, then there's like some testimonials of past clients and then CTA called action for people to get in touch with you. I mean, it's like pretty, I feel like a lot of like websites, like I just try to make it like as simple as possible for the most part. So like this page like outlines like process, for example, cause people are always asking like, what's the process they want to be like, you know, they want to first become like educated on the process before going ahead and creating this, um, like, you know, starting a project for themselves. Very cool. This so is the like kind of quality you can expect from inbound. As you can see, it's website. You wouldn't expect anything worse for your own personal website. Obviously you guys can tell Bailey's a very relaxed, intelligent individual. He's willing to work hard. He will, yeah, he'll create something cool for you if you need it. And uh, Bailey is helping me with, uh, there we go, SEO is what I was about to say, with, with search engine optimization and just getting inbound leads in general. Obviously in real estate, I need as many leads as I can possibly handle. So I, it's, it's great to have uh, some advice from Bailey. Um, that is his website. That is very cool. I'm going to stop the screen share. Cool. So yeah, I think that's, that's pretty good uh, for today. I think I definitely wanted to just talk about just working hard and, and kind of forging your own path. Is there any advice you'd give? I think, I, I guess we've talked a lot about someone coming right out of high school. Is there any advice you'd give for someone who's in the workforce right now? Things are weird. Um, obviously I brought up the four hour work week a little bit and it's, it's now more prevalent than ever that you can work from home and get your work done. So any advice you'd give to someone who's in our position right now or someone who just graduated from, from university? Well, if you just graduate, I feel like there's no, like what, what would be stopping you necessarily from like starting your own thing? I mean, even if it doesn't work out, you're going to learn something. Live at um, home and it's cheap. Yeah. And you'd rather, you know, I'd rather, if I'm going to strike out, I would rather go down swinging than not taking a swing. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, hell yeah. So it's like for like a baseball analogy, but I mean, life's, life's short. I mean, even like, a, even if you live to a hundred years, it's not a long time in like no. the grand scheme of like the universe. So, I mean, I don't know. I Love just feel it. like, I think like even Steve Jobs talks about this is like one day you're going to be on like your deathbed and it's like, what do you want to like, you're going to like, it seems like, and especially when you look at like interviews from like older people in, in like nursing homes and stuff, we talk about like, you know, if you like Google articles, like this 100 year old person, like advice for life, everyone's talking about like their regrets if they're not happy for the most part. And, and everyone's talking one. about like, oh, I'm so happy. I worked an extra 30 hours a week so I could make an extra like 50 K and then, but then I never saw my family. So you know I, I, mean? find, like, I feel like it's figuring it's different for everyone i feel like you just gotta figure out what's important for you you gotta make sure you can do whatever you have to to make sure you're happy and you gotta just listen to yourself and you know i would just tune out the noise from like society i mean it's really kind of just like an illusion at the end of the day mm -hmm. um and just like do what makes you happy and you know if, if if you're happy with yourself i mean that's all that matters really at the end of the day 100 percent um, so that, that would be my advice. I mean, just, I wouldn't take anyone's opinion too seriously. Just do you. Including and us. I think, yeah, including me. Don't take what I'm saying that seriously. Yeah. Um, and I think you're gonna be happy at the end of the day. It, it generally seems like you kind of getting back to how this all started. The more you work, it generally seems to work out. Oh yeah. For the most part. There's no yeah. question about that. The biggest piece of advice I've heard from someone who's older is, as far as regret goes, is you'll regret more what you didn't do than what you did do. 
Like if you see that girl or that guy over there and you're so nervous, you don't, you can't go talk to them. You'll, you'll regret more not talking to them than going up and getting rejected because everything you do in life is a learning experience and you'll take that and and take it to the next adventure. And it's so, so important to realize that life is a never ending journey of learning and growing, but it's also should be a, a journey of enjoying what you do. So if, Working 65 hours a week is going to make you hate your life. We're both, we're not telling you, you should do it. What we're just saying is, is that it can be fun. It could be fulfilling. You can build something that you'll be really proud of and you could build yourself. And that's kind of the most important thing is, is that we're both really big about building ourselves up and enjoying the ride as well. I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what's the quote? It's like the destination like journey something about destination like, yeah exactly like you just gotta be having fun yeah. in the moment and it's all gonna work out at the end of the day then yeah the point of the point of dancing is is to dance you know the yeah point of- well, well one video that really inspired me from that you sent me was that, like that alan watts video oh, yeah. i just yeah and that, that was very interesting because like he like starts off like with what is like the purpose of life and like no cool. one ever seems we- to know this question right oh it's, probably- it's such an abstract question no one ever seems like there's no maybe there's no even right answer for it but then even he like just makes the instrument analogy where like yeah, you know, and like music analogy that the point of a song isn't to get to the end. Yeah. You know, like it, it just makes so much sense. Like the point is just to like to play it in the moment. Can we, I don't know. I would like, I'd say we could end this podcast by playing that video, but I'm not sure how like copyright and all that stuff works. Yeah. Isn't there like a lot of YouTube copyright and stuff? Yeah. So I think what, 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 what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll show it, show it to you guys right now to kind of just conclude. link it down below yeah, and like when link it. a podcast or something i'll put it in the description of this video and then of course i'll put the ray dalio the economic machine the life work and life principles but yes bailey aslam perrette as well shout out aslam perrette loves that video i love that video if you watch that video it will um touch your heart we love we love alan watts we think he was a wise philosopher rest in peace to him cool all right so that's, that's, that's been a good, good, good chat, Bailey. Uh, I want to thank everyone for coming out. Bailey, thanks. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Pleasure. Well, I appreciate you for having me, man. Let me know if you ever want me back. Yeah, cool. And as always, if you know anyone looking to buy or sell real estate in, in Boulder, Colorado, you know the realtor to choose. Uh, cool. So yeah, I think we'll just end it there. Thank you all guys for tuning in to Changing the Climate episode two. Be expecting some cool guests coming up. We're going to be having the uh, founder of 350 Colorado come on. A couple of local university, uh, university people coming on soon. We're going to be talking more about this. This week's episode was, I think, a, very, a much more personalized episode. Bailey's a good friend of mine for many, many years. We keep up uh, pretty much on a weekly basis. As you guys can tell, uh, we're both in a similar position. Bailey, uh, we're going to hold him accountable. Bailey's going to be moving out to Colorado uh, as soon as possible, hopefully. Um, we'll see man (laughs) we'll see indeed i mean you know you got to do what you got to do wherever the wind takes you i guess at a certain point um i'm starting to ramble thank you all so much this has been changing the climate and look forward to more uh actual climate change related content coming up very soon so thanks bailey thank you everyone i guess um we love you all stay safe out there stay positive stay happy and grind hard because it works out everyone take care 2012